so I'm not Chris Best. So uh, he's out of he's out of town in eastern Kansas. So he asked me to preach, and um, it's been horribly busy lately. It's I started working again, and it's it it's harder to get things done. And so he asked me what I was preaching on, and I was like, "Man, I don't know yet." And so he said, "Well, what are you what are you teaching in Kid Town?" And so I told him, and he's like, "Teach that." So, uh, um, so things are going to be a little bit different. So I have, I have coloring pages. All right. So here, uh, can pass that out. And, you know, if you want to speak, raise your hand. All right. If you have to go to the bathroom, let us know. We'll have, uh, somebody take you. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So we were, Aaron needs to be in the corner. Yep. Time out. So, <laughs> so uh, this month we taught on, taught the kids about perseverance. What's that? Andy? No. <laughs> so you wouldn't know it to look at me but I used to be a triathlete. So I used to tr do triathlons and I participated in one Ironman length triathlon. So that is a 2.4 mile swim, 120 mile bike. And just to finish that off, you run 26.2, a full marathon to, just to finish that off. So Oh, man. I guess just the kids get them. You guys laugh to listen to me. <laughs> oh, I really did bring crayons. I knew we'd have a few kids. <laughs> so I get to the run and uh, the first it was they had a real sense of humor. These guys. So oh, I actually have a whiteboard, don't I? So it was two 13.1 mile loops. There was a half Ironman and an Ironman on the same day. If you were doing the full, you just did two laps of everything. And so coming in toward the end of the first 13.1 miles, there's these cones. And you're, you're running down here. And you get here, and there's a sign that says half full. So I was part of a triathlon club and, and as I'm running up here, they're all finished with their day. They're like, yeah, just a little ways left to go. You're almost there. And I come trotting up here and you get right here and right there is the finish line. So you get here and you can see the finish line and then you turn around for your second 13.1 miles. <laughs> And then you pass all your friends again and they go, yeah, you're halfway there. <laughs> we won't be here when you get done. <laughs> so the first lap was about two hours, which was really, I was really, really happy with that. The second lap I'm going along and I get to this place where when my foot would go down, I would feel my quad start to seize up. And I mean, it's like, 
the cramp is just building, building, building. And as soon as my foot would lift up, it would release. Now, mind you, the other leg is doing the same thing. So I'm literally just, just waiting for one of my quads just to go and for me to go. And so, I mean, I'm almost through. I can't just stop. I don't want to just stop. So, I mean, I, I just slowed down, tried to keep it from happening. Eventually I had to walk, I'm walking. And, uh, um, but I, I managed to finish the race. I actually managed to finish the race running, which was kind of nice, but, um, but I mean, it was one of those things where, I mean, it was serious. Like I'm going to be out here in a little ball of cramped up muscles and not able to move. I was concerned about being able to persevere to the end. So um, clearly, though, I did not persevere in exercise in my life. Fortunately, round is a shape, so I'm still in shape. Um, so, so that's my story of perseverance, one of my stories of perseverance. So we'll look at uh, um, Peter. So Peter's a great, he's a great example. It's great to look back on Peter because he did so many wacky things. He did great things and he was like off the rails in other places. So turn to Luke. Uh, we're going to be in 22, Luke 22 for a little bit. Oh, look, I'm already there. That's because I put this in there. Luke 22, verse 33. I remember Sam used to say when you hear pages turning, he go, oh, that's such a great sound. Now everybody uses electronics. You don't hear it, but I heard a few pages turning. It, it is a good sound. So Luke 22, verse 33. Peter, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Peter is ready. He's made the proclamation. He knows who Jesus is. He's ready to go. Okay, so here's the reality of what happened. Uh, verse 54 through 60. Then took they, the, the Jews, him, Jesus, and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. I forgot to talk about that. So here we see Peter. He's he's not following close now. Now he's He's at a distance. 54, and when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. Okay, so again, the, the they is, they're the people that took Jesus and brought him there. 
They kindled a fire. Now, now, now Peter's not just following afar off. He's sitting down with the people, with, with the enemies. He's okay. So we see that, that drift farther away. But a certain maid beheld him and as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, this man was also with him. And he denied, saying, woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, thou art also of them. And Peter said, man, I am not. And about the space of one hour after, another confidently affirmed, saying, of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. This is actually one story that's actually in all four Gospels. If you read the one in Matthew, it's a little harsher than this. So the second time he denies Jesus, he denies him with an oath. The third time he denies Jesus, he's actually cursing and swearing. He is a sailor, but that's not an excuse. So <laughs> so you see him sliding away. Oh, look at that. I had I forgot I did that. <laughs> so the slide is slow, slowly sliding away, not like an oceans of fun slide. <laughs> This is where I would be taking a rest. This is where I would like have heart palpitations. You don't, you don't slide away slow. It's or slide away fast. It's slow. Um, you miss one Tuesday night prayer, then you miss another. Then you're not even considering going. Um, you you miss a morning quiet time, and then it feels you feel it feels good to sleep in, and you miss miss another. Then it's been a month since you've sat and listened for God's still small voice in your life. It's it's a slow slide. It's a slow slide away. So the first key point: we place ourselves in danger when we distance ourselves from Christ. Um, Sam said it in the, in the sermon. I mean, he said, Christ is our life. When we get farther away, we, get, we distance ourselves. We're distancing ourselves from our source of life. And we'll notice it. So what did Peter do? So, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. So as well, so as we're, so a lot of times when we're not persevering, this, this happens with, with sin too. We somehow convince ourselves like the Lord doesn't know. The Lord's the Lord's not seeing me. Or 
it's okay. He knows how tired I am. Um, and hey, all right, grace abounds, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, but but when ta- when Paul talked about sin and grace abounding, what did he say next? It's really quiet. I want you guys to say it loud enough that Will asked me afterwards and says, "Hey, hey, man." What what were you preaching that everybody said? God forbid. <laughs> yes, God forbid that that we would go on and keep a distance from our Lord and and not be brokenhearted about that. Um, God's commentary on our attitude is. You can see it in Revelation 3, 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's gross, man. We're, we're God's vomit. Let's I put these in here. I did. It would be better to to get on board or get off board with this whole in in between thing is not good. We should we should sell out. Um, Peter took it seriously. He went out and he wept bitterly. It it impacted him. His his failure to acknowledge the Lord, his his denial of him. Uh, he took it seriously. So Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sins. Oh, oh no, no. Did have it. There he is. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Recognize and repent. Recognize the sinfulness of sin. See it the way the Lord sees it. So we're we're bound to fail at some point. Um, Well, actually, so another triathlon story. So there was one race that I did not finish. And uh, um, it was it was actually a pretty cool race. So I came around a corner. I slid on some gravel on the bike, and I wiped out. So when I got a hold of myself, which did actually take a little while, so I I had a patch kit. I get the tube out of there. I find the holes. I patch it. I put it back together. I start pumping it up. It won't hold air. I'm like. I pull it out again. I found two more holes. I patched them. This time I decided not to put it back together before I started pumping it up. I start pumping up the tube. There's another hole somewhere. Like I did a number on this thing. I am not sure how. I look in the patch kit. There are no more patches. I have used them all. 
And so I sat there at that, at that, fortunately it was right there at a rest stop, but I waited for the truck at the end to pick people up and put my bike in and we'll have a failure at some point way before Uber 96. It takes a while to pack this much on. So now it's something called snake bite. So what happens is when the tube compresses, if it compresses against the rim, it will make two holes on the top and bottom of the, and they call it snake bite because it makes two holes for some reason. But I had that like, so, so we're bound to fail at some point. We can repent. Um, so there's uh, this guy on the right, right there, Albie Pearson. So he had a chance. So he met Marilyn Monroe. So the angels were bought by an actor, a Hollywood, great Hollywood actor. And so he started inviting his Hollywood buddies to come to the games. And so Marilyn Monroe was at one of them. And so when she came out, she just had this sour, empty look when she came into the dugout. And he said Bible passages about God's love just started flooding into his head. But he didn't say anything because, I mean, this is at a time when, like, he didn't just preach like that in a dugout. So, so they call her out. And so immediately the big smile comes on and he walks her out there and she is everything that Marilyn, everything everybody knows about Marilyn Monroe. And she does her little thing and they walk back into the dugout. And as soon as she's in the dugout and out of the limelight, the smile goes away and that emptiness returns. And he looks at her and she looked at him and and he just stood there for a second and she said, what is it? Is there something you want to tell me? And he just, he turned and went out onto the field for the game. That was the last time she was in public. She never made another public appearance. A few weeks later, she died of an overdose and she was gone. So he was literally like the last person to be able to share the gospel with her. And it impacted him hard. When he heard about that, he was at home and he just fell on his wife and just wept. Okay. He decided there, there's not going to be another failure like that. He's going to preach the gospel. He's going to share his faith. <clears throat> so here's what happened with Peter. So, and it's good news. We're, we're getting to the good part now. <laughs> John 21, verse 15. So when they had dined, 
Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He, Peter, saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He, Jesus, saith unto him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17. He, Jesus, saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. It's, uh, um, I think it's kind of funny that he, he denied him three times. He made him affirm him three times. But uh, it shows kind of how our Lord likes to balance things. But the Lord never, the Lord didn't give up on Peter. I mean, if, if we had a friend that denied us in our time of need, like Peter denied Jesus, like, I mean, that would hurt. It'd be hard to take. I honestly don't know what I would do with something like that. I know what I would have, what I would have done before, before knowing Christ. They'd have been history. <laughs> Okay, now it's it's up in the air, but uh, um, just because I'm not Jesus, I don't make the right decision every time. But but Jesus had he knew he knew Peter, he didn't give up on him. He's got a and he's got a plan for him. And that is key point number two. I don't need that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> key point two. <laughs> Jesus has a plan for you. Okay. Um. Peter was told how his death would glorify God. I didn't read those verses. Peter went on to lead the apostles. Um, after Jesus' ascension, Peter was the, was the first to preach. His first two sermons, 8,000 were saved. I mean, that's amazing. He was the first to preach to the Samaritans. He was the first to preach to the Gentiles. But hey, that doesn't apply to us, right? That's Peter. That's way back then. Albie Pearson. So he, he and his wife opened their home up to kids that needed help. The Lord spoke to him, said, hey, help, help kids. Um, one time... They were in bed and they heard this crash on the porch. A drug dealer had literally thrown somebody onto their porch. This kid was half dead. He was beat to a pulp. And they took him in 
and they they took care of him and he said so now albie pearson was a uh he was a what do they call the the rookies he was like the one of the best rookies rookie of the year and then he was an all-star baseball player he said taking care of that kid was better than all the home runs he had he had had he went on to start planting churches and founded united ministries international so now there's an organization that has uh the Los Angeles Times says he founded United Ministries International, a nonprofit corporation that sent missionaries to open churches in Spain, Italy, Russia, Mexico, and open orphanages in Ecuador and Guatemala. He's made an impact. And this was this was what was really on his heart through that whole time. Father's heart ranch. So they bought a ranch in California where um, it's a group home for abused and neglected boys so they can go and they can get healing and, and, uh, and grow in the Lord. It's, I mean, it's all, it's all faith-based. So, so did this happen because Albie was great? No, it happened because the Lord's great. And he just listened and he, uh, oh yeah, there it is. Rookie of the year and all-star. I had it in my notes. So, so what can the Lord do with your life? Are you, are, are you listening first of all? And then will you let him? because this whole thing was about perseverance. So I can give you some guarantees. If you do that, if you listen to the Lord and act and do what he says, I have I'll give you some guarantees. It's going to be hard, like cramping legs hard. And it's going to be scary at times. Probably real scary. What's the guy's name? First name, Mueller. George Mueller. Yeah, there's a great story about it was breakfast. The kids are all there. There is not a speck of food in the place. And he, let's pray and bless the food. While he's finishing that prayer, there's a knock on the door. The, the bread truck broke down outside of the place. They can't deliver the bread, and they brought it in. I don't know about you. I would be a little bit afraid to bless food that isn't actually present. <laughs> It'll be scary at the time. But the other guarantee I'll give you is the Lord is with you. He's with you through it all. Persevere. It'll be worth it. If not in this world not in this lifetime, it'll be worth it at the judgment seat. So how am I doing on time? Not too bad. So this is all great. So I, I know almost all of you, but um, so the Lord is with you if you know him. 
So I've kind of been preaching like you're all saved children of God. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're you're on the wrong team. I was I was playing with this analogy of a of like a kid's soccer game. So a lot of you have kids, right? Some of them are grown. <laughs> so so let's say your kids are on a soccer team and they're slated to play this team that's much younger than them and they they're not good, right? Your your kids are going to go out there and they're going to just cream these kids. Okay. You're going to get to play in the stadium, the um See, there it is. With names, as soon as I need it, it's gone. The pro sporting KC, right? So you're going to, they're going to, so I mean, that's cool. Play in the big stadium. We're going to win. It's going to be awesome. The game's at seven in the morning. The parents are like, oh, because <laughs> they're getting up earlier than the kids. But okay. So if the kids don't, show up they're not going to win the game right they've actually got if they sleep in they're not okay you got to get up you got to get there we're we're on the winning team if you know jesus you're on the winning team if you don't know jesus you're automatically on the other team <laughs> and so um Jesus came and died for sin. He died to put that away. And that sin that separates you from him can be dealt with. He's already dealt with it. All you have to do is accept the free gift of Jesus Christ. You can be on the winning team. And then it's a matter of showing up. So, awesome. You guys feel good? All right. That's all I have. Any questions? You guys? George Mueller. Um, he is. Um, he's famous. They're so. He's. Yeah. Oh, he ran an altar. Yeah. There's tons of stuff. Yeah. Probably a probably a hundred books about him, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Long time ago. Okay. So um, I'll pray and then we can break up into groups and uh, I finished a little bit early. Maybe we can get the Chiefs kickoff. Yeah. Don't tell Sam I said that. 
Did I have the mic on? <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, um, thank you so much for this time, Lord. You are, you are great, and you are worth being right with, and you are worth following. And uh, um, it does get hard, uh, Lord, but none of the things that we experience come close uh, to what you experienced to buy us back to you. And so, Lord, we just we just want to express our gratefulness to you. And uh, um, Lord, pray that you would uh, um, lead us and guide us in this week to come and uh, be exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. If anybody has questions about the gospel, tons of people to come to, I will talk to you about it. It's next so this month has a fifth Friday.